Okay, boys and girls, sports fans, assorted waifs and strays, this is Den, and you're listening to Future Enterprise with from Diginomica.com, episode six. Okay, what have we got for you today? Welcome to the Bezos didn't have a prenup edition. Oh, oh boy. On today's agenda, SaaS, CRM, nonprofits, digital skills, and going beyond on omnichannel retail transformation. So, one step beyond. Stuart looks at the progress, or otherwise, of transformation at Bed Bath & Beyond in... Bed Bath & Beyond needs to get beyond its current pace of omnichannel makeover. The quotage. And this comes from... Um, the, the CEO. We were anxious and excited to roll out FEO before the holiday, although knowing that not all of the existing website functionality would be available at launch. We believe that the valuable learnings we would gain in terms of customer experience and site performance during the peak sales period would be more beneficial in the long run versus the short-term run risk to sales due to some temporary loss of relevancy in our search results rankings and any revisions required within the newly created platform. Well, that's one heck of a mouthful, but as Stuart says, far too slow. Bed, bath and beyond, they may require redecorating or they may have to go back to the studs before they manage to find their, their true form yet again. But worth reading the article, there's plenty in there to chew upon and quite honestly, a lot of it is a little worrying, if I'm honest. Okay, profitable thinking. Jess, with some good advice for non-profits in... NetHope CEO, profitable advice on bridging the non-profit digital skills gap in 2019. There are all sorts of discussions in the wider world about the ethical use of data, the inherent biases in some algorithms, and the integrity of data used to gain insights and measure outcomes. As a sector, non-profits need to be taking part in these discussions and actively embracing the challenge, figuring out answers, so that we can understand the short and long-term consequences of how we use data and make good choices in the future. It's certainly powerful advice. It, we're going to hear this kind of thing time and time again in 2019. What I really want to know, though, is how? How are people, companies and leaders going to tackle those challenges, and especially those around bias? Okay. Sassy. No, not sassy, the guy that turns up in a costume at Dreamforce. Anyway. This time it's Phil. He's on some fresh approaches on Built on AWS. Zendesk Sunshine is a new take on Enterprise SaaS and CRM. Okay, again, quotage from the company. Philosophically, companies like us, born of the public cloud with restful interfaces, will, well after open source had become mainstream, we don't think of vendor lock-in, we think of openness. We have thousands of customers that use our pre-built integrations. If people use a different SFA tool or support tool, that's fine. We don't make that assumption. We're not SAP. Oh, that's got to hurt. We're not thinking in terms of being a monolithic stack that you have to use all of it. That's not how modern software companies operate. Yeah, well, it's certainly an interesting approach to a common problem. I think you really need to read this in order to, to understand it. I have a, a somewhat different point of view on this because I'm engaged in an open source project at the moment and uh, it, it open, do I really want it all open? Do I lose my competitive advantage? Can, can I still maintain my moat? We'll see. Anyway, finally, Breaking Bad. Normally we reserve these for more 
graphical type of content where we can have a good giggle. Um, uh, this time it's not so much of a laughing matter because the news that Amazon founder Jeff Bezos is getting divorced has been a source of much comment on Twitter. My personal favourite to date, what does it say? I can't read it. Oh, God. <laughs> there's, a, there's a photo of a, a semi-truck and it says Jeff Bezos receiving his divorce papers. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's actually quite a lot of comment in and around this. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting uh, scenario to play out. I mean, he owns 16% of the company, um, but his wife had uh, a very significant role to play when the company was in its early stages. So, you know, under the laws where he was married, does that mean that um, she's entitled to half? If so, that cuts his his um, holding in the company down to 8%. Pretty sure that's going to get ironed out in the divorce settlement because I can't see Bezos wanting to give up that amount of control too easily. Anyway, onwards, upwards. Thanks very much for your attention. Hope you've enjoyed the show. See you later.